Don't have time to go on SoCal Live today? Leave Scott a voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Southern California Live. It is good to be with you. I am Scott Furrow, your host. Always good to be with you from 3 to 5 each and every weekday. And I hope that you are having a great week. Here we are halfway through it. And uh, God is still on the throne. Jesus is on the throne, as he always is. And that is really good. You can join our conversation anytime you like by calling 888-528-2557, 888-LA-TALKS. You can also send me an email at SoCalLive at KKLA.com. I got a question for you. Do you have a Bible that is kind of like your special Bible, your family Bible, or a Bible that has maybe sentimental uh, value to you, or a Bible that you just use so much that the pages are falling out, you've marked it up so well, it just has a lot of meaning for you? Do you have one of those? Uh, I've got a couple of those, but I thought I'd ask that question because I wanted to talk about a couple of things related to the Bible, especially having a print edition of the Bible in our world today. The number is 888-528-2557. If you want to call and uh, tell about the story of the uh, the Bible you have, maybe a family Bible or a Bible that matters to you in print, I bring that up because of a few different things. There are some studies coming out now just explaining how poorly lots of Christians, even some pastors, don't even know their Bible very well. The I don't know if you've noticed if you've been in hotels a lot after the COVID, but most of the Bibles, the Gideon Bibles, were removed from hotels during the COVID because, remember, we weren't allowed to touch anything. But that was uh, happening. They were being provided less and less often anyway. And uh, maybe some of you know Brother Andrew, and uh, Brother Andrew is a famous Bible smuggler. I'll talk about him in just a moment. He passed away a couple of weeks ago, at uh, last week actually, 94 years old. I got a story with that. But I got to be curious about this. You know, one time uh, a few years ago when it became apparent that so many of us have a Bible on our our phone, um, which I enjoy. I enjoy the Bible on my phone. I use it all the time just about every day. I highlight stuff in it, and it can keep notes, and there's Bible reading plans and lots of other things that you have on your Bible app, uh, probably. And from church, from the pulpit when I was preaching, I would invite people to open their Bibles or open their phone app, and I started saying that because I realized how many people just have a phone app, and they're not really using their Bible necessarily. Uh, they have an app. And somebody who's a friend, but also somebody who went to the church, was pretty upset with me about saying that. Um, And I said it, I think, a few weeks before she said anything. But she said, you know, really people should have a print version of the Bible. And I agreed, okay, yeah, people should have a print version, but I don't see what's wrong with the, uh, you know, inviting people to open up their their non-print version just because um, that is – uh, you know, something that they're actually using, and it's so convenient. There, There are some amazing conveniences of it. The Bible is more available today to people at a moment's notice than in any other time in history. If you're just thinking of a Bible verse and you happen to have your phone on you or you're near a computer with internet, you can just Google the verse and bam, there it is. Uh, that's amazing. But what she said was, she said, well, what happens when the day comes when the people who are providing that are no longer allowed to do that, when the Bible's, you know, the app store is not going to carry the Bible anymore because somebody's decided it's hate speech. And I thought about that. I thought, yeah, that day will probably that day will probably come. She said, you need to make sure that people have print Bibles uh, that they can always have with them because the time will come when you can't get them. 
And gosh, that has stuck with me. You know, I don't think that time is, you know, tomorrow, but I, I could not deny that that's a time that is, is possible to come. And as I, I look at some of the things happening in the world today, um, I do wonder how far away we are from that. Do you have a special Bible? And it, it made me think, you know, having a, a Bible that is in print, that isn't just a decoration. You know, some people, you might have a decoration Bible in your house and uh, you uh, never open it, but you say, yeah, I got a Bible. It's on my desk or it's on my bookshelf. Lots of people have that who've never read it. If you pull it off the shelf, there's a bunch of dust that comes out and you can blow the top of the, you ever do that? You have a, a book that's on a desk for a long time and uh, you blow the top of them you'll, and all the dust flies out everywhere. That, if that's your Bible, um, maybe you do have a decoration Bible and you have one that you actually use. I understand that. But do you have a Bible that is meaningful to you? Give me a call, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. And I would encourage you to get a print version. Tomorrow, uh, Focus on the Family, one of our friends of our program, is doing something called Bring Your Bible to School Day, and it's inviting kids to actually go to school with their Bible, to let it be known that they have a Bible. And I wonder about the same thing. I wonder how many kids who have phones now, which is an awful lot of kids. Um, we we still haven't gone there yet with my kids. My 13-year-old, he wants a phone. And the truth is, is he's just about the only one in his class without a phone. Um, you know how sometimes kids say, and they say, Dad, everybody has one. Then you find out, like, one kid has one. Well, it turns out that uh, just about everybody has one but him. And uh, he has the best attitude he can have. And there's been a couple of times, and I wished he had a phone because I'd like to figure out, you know, where he's at. So we're working on that. It might be a subject for another time. Um, but I think a lot of kids have it. You got the Bible app right on there. A lot of us from uh, church, we have it. And like I said, I use mine all the time. But do you have a print Bible that really matters? And I'm saying this because we cannot take our Bibles for granted just because they are so incredibly well available today. I mean, it's it is a it is a it's miraculous that the bible the word of god is so available worldwide even in some of the poorest countries in the world today some of these uh, countries that are developing in some of the neighborhoods if you go on a mission trip somewhere that are developing one of the first things they do is they they put up a cell tower and people will go out and they don't have a home to live in they've got holes in their walls but they got a phone and they can watch TV on it, or they can download, or they're on TikTok, or they're doing whatever. And that's, it's the most amazing thing. They don't have enough money to eat, but they have a $1,000 iPhone. But at least they also have the ability to download the Bible on there, and it's in just about every language possible on there. It's amazing. But I don't think we should take that for granted. I think the Lord is using that in tremendous ways today. I absolutely believe that, that this is part of the world getting the gospel. But at the same time, I, that can be turned off in a moment. In one moment, as soon as it's decided that the Bible is hate speech, then it's out of your app store, isn't it? Uh, that day is coming. So I think it is important. This person who uh, confronted me on that, I think it's all right. You know, you're going to church now, you bring your, you can bring your phone, that's fine. But you've got to have a print Bible. And I'm wondering if you got one that is extra meaningful to you and your family. 888-528-2557. Ruben and Van Nuys, welcome to Southern California Live. Ruben, are you with me? All right, I'll put you on hold, Ruben. I'll come back to you in just a second. Um, <clears throat> you know, it is, we are living in a time when truth more often is being hindered, when it is, um, 
not just Bibles, but it is a time when it's harder even to know the truth. That's a big deal of the idea of bring your Bible to kid to to school day. That focus on the family is doing with your kids. It is the schools are so filled with with no truth. They are filled with the idea that uh, you you know you you find your own truth and whatever you feel in your heart that's truth. And it's leaving our kids lost. You know, if you're wondering why we have so much craziness, part of it is that. Part of it is that our education system is not able to teach a, a moral truth and, in fact, is so often often leaving kids with a, a moral untruth. And sadly, it's also something that some studies are showing is happening in a lot of churches also. So we, we should not be surprised that there is so much difficulty out there. 888-528-2557. Tell me about your, your Bible. What do you what do you have that is, do you have a special Bible, a family Bible? Reuben, let's try you again. Are you there, Reuben? Yeah, I'm here. Hi, Reuben. Thanks for calling Southern California Live. Yeah, I thought this was a pretty cool topic because in 2008, my life changed and I started to seek Christ. And I was invited to a, I was, I've always gone to a Catholic church, and I was invited to a uh, non-denominational church where I started to find truths and started to find about Jesus. And I was invited to this encounter, and I knew I had to take a Bible. But because I didn't know that much, I went to go look for a Bible. It had to be a Catholic Bible. I thought, they're not going to bamboozle me and teach me anything different. Uh-huh. And in 2008, I went to a Christian bookstore. I asked for a Catholic Bible. They had none. Hmm. And then they told me, just go check. And I went, and there was one Bible. It was a Catholic Bible. And I said, this is for me. I've had it ever since. And, of course, it lines up with the other, the other um, versions. Uh, so it's an, N, it's an NAB, a New American Bible. And I've had it, and I've got all my conversations with the Lord documented, highlighted, and it's a special Bible. I've had it ever since and read it every single day. Oh, good for you. Yeah, the, the difference in a Catholic Bible is a Catholic Bible includes the Apocrypha, which uh, most of your other right. Bible translations won't have. And uh, that's uh, seven or eight books that uh, you won't find. But they're, they're historical books in Judaism. Uh, Protestant leaders don't think they're inspired by God at the same level, but they're very good uh, historical books. I'm really glad that... Uh, uh, you've got that. Uh, how's your faith today? You said 2008. Are you following Jesus today? Yeah. Um, in 2008, a group of us went on a on a retreat and up on a mountain. And I say I never come back down off that mountain. Still up there every day and go through the struggles every day. But because of my faith in Christ and the fellowship that I belong to, uh, connected with brothers, good brothers that lift me up when I need it, and vice versa. Uh, and again, spend time every day in 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 the Lord's book, and uh, get filled every day. And you know, he, uh, the Lord uh, Jesus died for your sins and rose again from the grave. That whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have everlasting life. You trust in the Lord that way. And that's the gospel. That's yeah. the gospel that we share. That's the gospel that we read about every day. And and I share it with people at work, strangers on the street, uh, in groups. Um, yeah, that's the, the greatest, one of the greatest gifts he, he, he gave us is the gift of repentance is just coming back to him, uh, no matter how much we fouled up and knowing that we're forgiven, uh, and we have a hope, an assured hope. We do through Jesus Christ. Thank you for calling, Reuben. I appreciate uh, your call. I'm glad that you, uh, have that and you're giving your life to Christ. Keep seeking Christ in the kingdom of God first, my friend. Amen. Amen. 
This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We are talking about uh, your favorite Bible. Do you have a family Bible or a Bible that has great meaning to you? And I started talking about this in the context of having a print Bible. And, you know, today we have this great availability of digital Bibles, and it's fantastic. But what happens when the day comes when uh, they decide that it's hate speech and it's not in your app store anymore? Do you have a, a Bible that you've that's meaningful to you, that you use regularly, that's that uh, maybe it's been passed down to you, or maybe it's something that you got when you got saved. Uh, maybe you are not there yet, and you're just reading through it. What do you think? 888-528-2557. Sarah in Huntington Beach, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, thank you. Hi, Sarah. So I have I, I have two. One of them um, I got when my mom passed, and I was going through her her personal items. She wrote down the date that I was saved mm. and the date wow. my brother was saved. So it's it's pretty worn. It's worn. It's it's torn apart. It's fallen apart. Uh, but I'm definitely not getting rid of that anytime yeah. soon. Did you, I, did you remember the date before that, before you saw it in there? Nope. Yeah, that's, I knew I was uh, seven, but the date I, I couldn't remember. That's very precious. Yeah. Yeah. And then my other one is a NIV Bible I got for from my mom and dad shortly after I rededicated my life to the Lord. And mm. it's pulling apart too, but yeah. I love that Bible. It it matters a lot, doesn't it? Uh, those things are great keepsakes. Sarah, thank you for calling Southern California Live. Uh, you know, it's the Word of God, and you know. There is. It's important that we don't have our Bibles just as decorative pieces. And sometimes there, there's great family meaning. What a great thing that, uh, you know, it's a, if you accepted the Lord as a kid, you probably would not remember the specific day. Um, I, for whatever re- I remember the day I got baptized. It was November 6th, and I remember reading it in the bulletin, and I asked my dad if I could be baptized. I remember that date for some reason. On November 6th, we're going to have this baptism. Um other than that, I couldn't tell you the exact date of a lot of things. But people used to keep that stuff in their Bibles. If you ever do uh, ancestry or you try to figure out you know, your past, if you've got a family Bible, people used to write all that information in it. It was, it was the place that you kept it. It was the most sacred book, not only because of your faith, but also because of uh, who you are, who your family is. Um, a cousin a while ago gave me a family Bible that we didn't know existed, and it had all kinds of family data in it that I didn't know about. And uh, amazing, it's from the 1800s, it's fallen apart. Years ago, I used to go to estate sales and garage sales because I was really broke and I would buy stuff and then resell it online. But one of the things that I would get at these estate sales was uh, the Bible. I would always ask the family if they wanted it. And usually by then it was, you know, just in a stack of books and they would say no. And I would point out that they really should take it. And sometimes they'd say no, and I, I'll take it. And I've got a couple of family Bibles uh, from people that I don't really know. Um, but it's sometimes it's uh, interesting to go through and read, you know, what were their notes and what did they circle? What verses did they highlight? And, you know, through somebody's Bible that's well used, you can often figure out a lot about them, and maybe I'd be able to ask them uh, something about themselves. Uh, do you have a family Bible, something that, a, a physical Bible that has great meaning in your life? 888-528-2557 is the number, 888-528-2557 for Southern California Live. Sergio and Irvine, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing, Sergio? Hey, I'm good. 
Uh, just to give you my a little bit of background of what I'm going to say, uh, the Bible, the first Bible that I got was a gift that I kept in my bookcase for like, uh, I'd say, um, 20 years without reading it. Hmm. It got worn out. I changed it to the uh, cover with a hard paste, uh, but I kept it without reading it. And then as finally happened in my life, uh, with my oldest daughter, and uh, <laughs> uh, the second day that I came from the hospital to home, I looked at the Bible. Huh. And this is after you've had it for then, 20 years. Yes. So I started reading it, and I got a lot of uh, peace, a lot of answers that I was looking for, because when you face society, you... You don't know uh, why things happen. You always have this question, so why this happens to me? I'm a good person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a religious person, so I was considering myself a righteous man at that time. I did not know that I was a sinner. I was not aware at that point. Um, but reading the Bible changed my life, and it made me come to Jesus. Uh, it actually... It, he began a relationship with him since then. That was uh, the day I know because of the accident of my daughter, uh, February 18, 2010. Oh, that's great. Since then, I do have, that Bible has been, I have read it for like four or five times. It has no solar the place. I consider myself studying the Bible now because I want to know more and more mm. and more. I do have older versions just to compare, and uh, it's just that that one got used uh, in that moment to bring me closer. So yes, a, indeed. Yeah, that's a great story, Sergio, and uh, you know that's the truth. Thank you for calling Southern California Live. That's the that's the reason we need Bibles, uh, and I think another reason why we need physical Bibles is Sergio had one for 20 years. It shows the patience of God, right? And there's a time that comes often when we have kids or when things happen to our kids uh, or happen in our life, and we go and we seek what's true, and the Bible happens to be right there. He found out he was a sinner. He found out about grace and believed in Jesus from reading his Bible. Uh, in a minute, we'll take a break. Later, I'll talk to you about uh, Brother Andrew. And what Brother Andrew was famous for was smuggling Bibles into Eastern Bloc communist countries in the Cold War, okay, Eastern European countries in the Soviet Union. And, um, you know, whenever – it's something that I, I think that historians – some historians talk about it, but there's a move to not talk about it. But it's when people left those nations, when they came out of the oppression of communism – the incredible oppression of that system, when those walls fell down, they came out and they asked for Bibles. And they came out and that's what they wanted more than just about anything else, was they wanted to know the truth. And it's because in those countries, the Bible was restricted. It was not allowed. Uh, The state, you know, ultimately in a communist system, the state is God. The state is the final authority. And you can't really have religion. You certainly can't have uh, a religion where Jesus is the king of kings um, if the person sitting in Moscow is actually the king of kings. See what I'm saying? It is so important to have a Bible, and it is so meaningful, and it really is 
living and active, as the Hebrews writer tells us, for the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. I mean, that right there is reason to have a Bible that you have that you've got with you. Do you have a family Bible, a special Bible in your life? 888-528-2557. Yolanda in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Hello, thank you. I just want to share a bit about my Bible. Uh, I have a Spirit-Filled Life Bible, the New King James. And when I became born again in 1988, before that I was Catholic and I have a Catholic Bible. And I still have it. I appreciate the Word. I appreciate what I learned. And I was, my eyes were opened. Uh, My brothers became all born again. But my Bible, when I received it, in 1993, it was dedicated to me, the Spirit-Filled Life Bible. Mm-hmm. It was from Olive Cooksey, and Olive Cooksey was the bookkeeper at Angela's Temple in Los Angeles. Oh. I used to do her hair, and she knew Catherine Kuhlman. Yeah. They were very good friends, and Olive Cooksey worked for the Salvation Army, and then she, when she uh, came into L.A., she was working for Angela's Temple. So I had the honor of knowing her and her speaking to me hmm. and she bought me this bible she knew that it was the bible from my church that they were uh using yeah which was under jack uh hayford yes yeah so and i love it i love it it's all marked up and it's turning gray and it's, you know i have i have uh i've marked it with different colors and i love it i love it carried it to church with me all these years i'm 75 years old so I learned to use my cell phone, and I take the cell phone, because when Pastor talks and he quotes, he, he uh, brings up the scripture, for me, it's faster. Yeah, Otherwise, the cell phone, you can do it pretty fast. Pages. Yeah. yeah. But I'm glad, yeah, you have, so I'm glad you have that other Bible. Don't, don't lose it. Don't give it away. Oh, no. Uh, no it's, way. A, it's a it's special thing, heart. and you know, one day maybe you can't have your Bible on your phone, and that's uh, one of the things I'm talking about. Okay. i gotta, I got to go to a break, Yolanda. Thank you okay. so much for sharing right. your story. God bless you. Thank you for calling Southern California Live. I'll be back in a moment. I will take your calls. The number is 888-528-2557. Asking the question, what is a, do you have a special Bible, a physical Bible that you have? And when we come back, I'll tell a little bit more about Brother Andrew and uh, why having a Bible is important, a physical Bible. This is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host, 888-528-2557. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues. This is SoCal Live with Scott Furrow on 99.5 KKLA. Join the conversation now by texting Scott in the SoCal Live studio at 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow, your host. We're asking the question, do you have a special Bible, a Bible that is uh, meaningful to you, a physical Bible? And I've been asking this question because... A while ago, I mentioned that uh, in the last segment that I had somebody tell me that we shouldn't encourage people to get the digital Bibles on our phone because one day those could disappear because if they decide that it's hate speech, then you don't have your Bible. I think that's correct. You should have a physical Bible. I was also reminded of the the meaningfulness of a physical Bible because 
Uh, I don't know if you know who Brother Andrew uh, was. He is, you know, he's known maybe by some people as the founder of Open Doors, uh, which is a a ministry uh, around the world that deals with persecuted Christians and Christians who are being oppressed, and it brings Bibles to them. Well, he was known ultimately for being a Bible smuggler, and he brought Bibles into Eastern Bloc countries during uh, the Cold War, during communism. I actually had a chance to go over there, and I didn't I didn't meet him. I met with his people. Um, and saw how they used to smuggle Bibles into uh, Eastern Bloc countries like Romania and uh, East Germany and other places. Um, And they did it in cars like you might smuggle drugs. You know, today it's in the panels of the cars and in the wheel wells and places like that. And he has this uh, amazing story where he recounts a risky time where he was going into Romania. He was smuggling Bibles, and they were searching everybody's car and taking as much as an hour with each car. They were tearing these cars apart looking for whatever it is people might have smuggled. There were cigarettes people would smuggle and drugs and uh, and Bibles, religious materials and other things. And he saw the guards just stopping each car, and he thought this was it for him. He's going to get caught. What's he going to say? And he prayed, God, what am I going to do? And the idea came to him that uh, what he would do is just take some Bibles out and leave them on the open where they might be seen, which might prompt them to search less. And he thought about doing that. And when he got up to the window or the, the guard station, I should say, he handed them his paper, started to get out. But the guard's knee was against the door, holding it closed. And then the guard looked at his passport and waved him on. And he said, I was only there 30 seconds. And as he looked in the rearview mirror, they pulled the next guy out of the car like they had done to every single other car and searched the whole car. And it allowed him to smuggle Bibles to people who were believers or people who were not yet believers who had no access to the Word of God because in that government system, you were restricted from having the Word of God. The state has to be the religion. You have to have an all-powerful state, theoretically, in, in order for that system to work. That system doesn't work, by the way. Uh, That's why it collapsed. And when people left that system, they were starving for the Word of God. They came out and they begged for Bibles. And that was became a very important import uh, at that time. Well, Brother Andrew, who was a part of uh, this group and started Open Doors, passed away. Last week he was 94. And uh, what a life. He inspired lots of other people to smuggle Bibles in. And You know, the reason it was so powerful, first of all, the Lord is, I believe, behind that, and his word is not going to be stopped by some guard somewhere. And, um, you know, people have a yearning for the truth. I think they still have that. And what I would encourage you to do is keep your Bibles, your physical Bibles, even though the digital one is so uh, convenient, and it is. Our last caller said that she brought it, brings it to church. I bring mine to church. It's just super convenient. I have it all the time. But don't leave, lose your physical Bible. Do you have a Bible that you have with you, a family Bible or a, a physical Bible that has great meaning for you? 888-528-2557. If you'd like to share your story, this is Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. The number is 888-528-2557. Verona in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern hey. California Live. Hello. Hi, Verona. Yes. Hi. Good afternoon. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. My Bible, um, in 2009, I was in a plane crash, a plane, an American airline plane that crashed in Jamaica. Really? 
And I, yes, and I always travel, whenever I'm, I'm traveling away from home, I always take my Bible with me, a special Bible that I take with me. So I would read it on the plane and overseas or wherever I was. And I had that Bible with me on the plane. And, uh, you know, after we were, um, we got out of the plane, nobody died. We got injuries, mm. the plane broke into four pieces and all of that. But I, when I, um, I still have that Bible because it's watermarked. It was bad weather coming from flying from Miami to Jamaica, and it was bad weather. So when we came out, the rain was pouring down like crazy. That was part of the reason for the crash because the the pilot landed in a place that the, the uh, tower told him not to land. Yeah. With a tailwind of like thirteen whatever. Mm. So, but the, the point is that I still have that Bible. It's it it is watermarked all over. And for many years, I would like take it to church with me. I still travel with it, and it's special to me because the plane land where the plane landed was ten feet from deep water pier. If the plane had gone ten more feet, basically it would all that would all have died because it was deep water pier. It was ten o'clock in the night, dark and cloudy, and so it is very special because on the following day in the newspaper in Jamaica they said a Christmas miracle. It was on the twenty second of December, mm. and I was actually going on to celebrate um, uh, Christmas with my family in Jamaica. And that Bible is very, very special to me. So like I say, it's watermarked. And I, st- I, I carried it. It was a Bible that I took church with me and everywhere. But now it's it's loose because of the wetness that it went yeah. through. But I still have it, and I plan to keep it <laughs> for, Good for you. I'm so glad you're okay from that uh, plane crash, Verona. I looked at a picture of it. You're right. A plane broke into four pieces. It's, it's a miracle you survived. And what a great memory. Thank you for calling, Verona. Um, 888-528-2557. What is a Bible you have that has special meaning for you? Lauren in Brea, welcome to Southern California Live. Hi. Yeah, I have a, I have a Bible that my grandma had at the turn of the century when she came from Lebanon. Oh, and wow. her original notes are in that Bible. That's so great. So we, get, we get to go back and look and see what her thoughts were back in those days. And uh, I have another Bible. I used to be a touring musician, Christian musician, and I had a Bi- I lost my Bible on tour. This is back in the 80s. And I, bought, I have another Bible that I leave on my desk. I'm a school teacher, okay. and I leave it on my desk. And um, it's one I picked up when I was on tour back in the 80s. Um, and that's a paper Bible. that well, I'm, One I've had the longest, I think, is that one. And then I was going to talk about the digital Bible, too, if it's okay. Sure. Um, I meet with some guys online using the Version app. Yeah. And we meet every morning online, and we, we go through those seven-day, five-day, you know, 13-day um, yes. Bible studies together. And you're able to comment, and you're able to, you know, it's, it's been a super big encouragement being able to meet online. To, you know, because we can't meet physically, we're too far apart now. We were friends in college, mm. and so we decided we were going to maintain, you know, all these years later. And it's been a great tool that online because you can comment. Yeah, it's do, really great. Do you meet yeah, with each cool. other through that app, or do you use Zoom or something? And then you have yeah. the app with you. No, uh, one of the guys is going through a cancer treatment. The other guy's having some problems, and so and we, we're so far apart physically that it just works really good for, we all kind of meet in the morning. Like we know to sign on about five thirty, And so we're all reading and commenting about five thirty in the morning. Uh, I see. I see. And there's, when I tell people about it, who know us now, there's a lot of people that want in so they can comment too, but it's been, it's, it's a kind of a way that we've just kind of stayed together as friends. 
be able to encourage each other. We all went to Azusa Pacific together. Okay. And so it's kind of our way to kind of continue that friendship. Yeah. Together. That's very great. Thank you, Lauren. Keep keep those other Bibles yeah. though, just in case they turn your U version oh, off. Like, yeah. And kids ask about it. They're like, "What's that on your desk?" Oh, that's my Bible. It's like, yeah. oh, cool. Like, no one's ever. It's never been a heavy thing like for kids to see it and to wonder about it. It's, it's always just been, oh, that's great, you know. Yeah, I'm curious if kids are going to bring their Bible to school, uh, which is tomorrow, uh, focus on the family day. I hope that they do. Uh, it'll start some conversation. Yeah. All right, Lauren, yeah. thank you so much for your call and uh, for being a teacher and being there for our kids. The number is 888-528-2557. Do you have a special Bible that is your favorite uh, print Bible? Ted in Los Angeles, welcome to Southern California Live. Good afternoon, Scott. Ted, City of the Angels. Yes, I have a very special Bible. I was looking for a super giant print, king size, uh-huh. and I went by a Christian store off of Sepulveda here in Culver City. It happened to be a Catholic uh, place, so many nuns in there. And I ran into a friend that I had known on the uh, from the streets, uh, an Irish Catholic, at the same time. And the nun says, we have none of those here, but I'll tell you where we, you can go. You can go to Barnes & Noble. Well, mm. I went and got that Bible, and she was asking about me for about nine months. I don't know. Some, you know, we had a spiritual connection in some way, shape, or form. I'm Lutheran, but it didn't matter to me. I, I felt it between me and her. And so I went back, and I had her autograph it to me, and she gave me a picture, and I stuck it on the inside of the cover. And it also has documentations of every time I visited my father before his passing, visitor stickers. And and there's nothing like having something physical in your hand. I drag it everywhere. I'm a painting contractor. It's all beat up. I took it to a a Bible study in Palisades, and the guy that was leading the Bible study made fun of it because it was beat up. And I said to him, yeah, you should have seen the Dead Sea Scrolls that they, they took it off. Of. <laughs> and they were all, you know, just stunned. And uh, I did pull him aside afterwards, and I said, Sir, I said, if you're making fun of my Bible, this isn't the Bible study for me. I said, I use my Bible. It's beat up, mm-hmm. and I drag it everywhere with me. And he says, I needed that. And I said, yes, you did. And, uh, you know, we prayed or whatever, and we left it alone. But uh, And another thing I do not like when I'm in church is having somebody on a computer or a glass glaring in your eye it's very disrespectful people will be on their cell phone in the church and it'll glare into your eye and catch light it's very disrespectful very and and they should have a physical bible and leave their phone back in the car it's just to me it's very insensitive and different time that we live on i got to go to a break ted thank you for your call and sharing your story about your bible you keep holding on to that Thank you. All right. This is Southern California Live. We're talking about uh, the Bible and the the meaning of it. When we come back, I'll tell you a little bit more about um, kind of what's going on in hotels. It's it's a time that's changing. And this is one of the reasons I would encourage you to have a physical Bible, to hold on to the ones you've got that are meaningful. Go get one if you don't have one. If you don't have a really good, you know, well-bound one that might uh, last a long time, I believe you will you will not regret that decision. You can call and tell me your story. Tell us all your story of your favorite Bible, a meaningful physical Bible that you have in your family or that you have, 888-528-2557, 888-528-2557. You can also email me at SoCalLive at kkla.com. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition of SoCal Live continues. 
Too nervous to go live on the radio with Scott Furrow? Then share your thoughts on the SoCal Live voicemail at 213-537-3812. That's 213-537-3812. Welcome back, everybody. Southern California Live, Scott Furrow with you. Great to be with you. The number is 888-528-2557. We're talking about uh, the Bible and uh, not just the Bible generically. We're always talking about the Bible, really, because it's the Word of God. And I've been asking the question, do you have a, a Bible, a physical Bible, that is meaningful to you, that has a family story, or that maybe the Lord has just you know, revealed something to you through His Word that was life-changing, that impacted you in such a way. Do you still have that Bible? You can call and share the story, 888-LA-TALKS, 888-528-2557. You can also send an email to SoCalLive at KKLA.com. Hebrews 4.12, for the Word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. I think that part right there, the reason that people sometimes pick up a Bible and they don't have any real faith at all, and they're in a difficult spot, the reason that there are lots of people with testimonies about how the Bible, uh, they picked up a Bible in a hotel room and... uh, Maybe they were suicidal, I've heard that, or maybe they were just depressed, they're traveling a lot, they're away from family, or they're just buried in sin and guilt, and they pick up the Bible, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart, and it leads them to the grace that we have through Jesus Christ. A lot of great testimony about that. Uh, You know, most people come to Christ because somebody in their life shares Christ with them, 95% of you, that's how you came to Christ. Um, but you are sharing Christ from this book that we believe is the Word of God. That's where we understand this. And some people pick up the Bible themselves and become Christian just because they they truly decided to read it. They didn't just go to a verse, and they weren't just looking for something poetic to give them comfort, but instead they looked in it for truth, and they found the truth of Jesus Christ. I bring it up for a few reasons. One is because I think there will be a day, and we've talked about it a little bit this hour, um, where we have the digital Bibles. Last uh, caller mentioned, uh, or two callers ago, I think mentioned the Version app. It's a great app, you know, for your Bible. Every Bible translation is in there. There's all these great tools in there. I use it all the time. It's great. But somebody pointed out to me, and I think correctly, that one day, as soon as Whoever it is, the powers that be decide that the Bible is hate speech. It will no longer be in your app store and it will be blocked. You won't have it on your phone. I think right now the Lord is using it on people's phones around the world to spread the gospel, to give people access to the Bible that they are hungry for. But one day maybe that's not going to happen. And I think you could see it in our lifetime. And the reason I think maybe it's in our lifetime is I got curious about the the Gideon Bibles. Okay, the Gideon International puts the Bibles in the hotel rooms typically. And uh, in every hotel room I've been in, I've been in several the last year or so, year and a half, and uh, they're not there. And in some cases, I asked in one hotel if they have the Bibles anymore, and they said, no, we removed them all because of COVID. They didn't know if they were coming back. Remember, when, whenever the COVID started, you weren't allowed to touch anything, right? Everything you're supposed to. So they removed everything from the, the hotel rooms. Like they removed the remote for the TV, which is usually missing anyway, so you hardly miss it. But it's also something you don't really want to touch, so you didn't feel too bad that they removed that. Now they have it like in a little plastic bag, and they say it's been sanitized, you know, which hopefully is true, or maybe they just stuck it in a bag. Uh, but the things that were movable or pilferable, they got rid of them, and that included the Bibles. But I read a study, and uh, 
travel and leisure is who's being quoted uh, about this, that the Bibles have been phasing out for several years now. And in 2016, Marriott International, who uh, it's owned by uh, the Mormon Church, actually. Did you know that? So that's why if you went to a Marriott, you'd find a Bible, but you'd also find a Book of Mormon in a lot of its rooms. They decided that to not put either of those books starting in 2016 in their sort of uh, hipper hotels, they called it, like Moxie or Edition Hotels. Uh, they were aimed at younger guests. And the idea is that um, millennials and younger aren't into the Bible. That's the idea that they have. I don't know that that's really true any different than any other generation, but that is the perception from a marketing standpoint. And so the Bibles are being removed. In 2006, a survey by a hospitality analytics company, STR, said that 95% of hotels surveyed in just 2006, well, 15, 16 years ago, had Bibles. 95%. That'd be right. I mean, every I always go in. This first thing I look for is if there's a Bible in the drawer. Now it's uh, down to 79%, and this is uh, that was a 2017 survey, so in 11 years. I think it's a lot less now because of the COVID. They just removed them. And, you know, when you, we, we look at Brother Andrew, who's known as God's smuggler, who smuggled Bibles into Eastern Bloc communist countries for so long, he passed away last week, and the desire that so many people had for physical Bibles and that were they were not allowed to have it. Are we heading in a direction where we're just not going to be allowed to have it? And if you're thinking that's a long way off, I don't know. They're pulling it out of hotel rooms. There's an awful lot of stuff out there that says if you're a believer, then uh, you are particularly if you're evangelical. They're kind of destroying that word. But whatever ultimately comes of it, are you going to be allowed to have uh, a Bible uh, to be able to purchase one? You'll be able to have one in your home, I think, for a long time. Will you be able to go to Barnes & Noble and buy one, get one off of Amazon? Christian bookstores are kind of going away. It's hard to find one these days because of uh, digital uh, and the you know the cheapness of buying them, buying anything off of uh, those websites. I would encourage you to make sure you hold on to your personal Bible. Make sure that you take care of it, that you put it in a safe place, because the time might come where that could be your only Bible and your only Bible to share with somebody else who is looking. And I don't mean to be an alarmist about that. That's just the way of the world, and we've seen it in our lifetime. We see that in different parts of the world today. 888-528-2557. Oscar in Los Angeles. Welcome to Southern California Live. Hey, Scott. How are you doing? I'm good, Oscar. How are you? you Very well. Thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for uh, allowing me to tell my story. And I want to also thank you for a very, very informatical uh, show and for all that you do for opening up the show for the public and stuff. Oh, well, thank so you. Thank you for Thanks for listening, Oscar. What's Always. your story? Um, um, so in early 90s, I was coming, I used to attend night school, and uh, it was one of those weeks, man, where I was trying to learn the language as a ESL, a second language, right? English as a second language, and uh, I'm rushing, trying to get home, and um, it's kind of like around fall, you know, probably about, late October, early November, and there was nobody on the street. It was cold night, and I saw, I, I was I was zooming through the street trying to get home, and I looked back in the rearview mirror, and I saw a, a square right in the middle divider, in the divider lane. And I said, man, it's probably like a wallet or something. So I turned back up, and uh, there, was, there was nobody. I just reversed. I didn't go that far. Hmm. It was a Bible. And it was a Bible that was well scripted. It was highlighted. You name it bunch of scripture in Spanish. So at that time, I wasn't 
you know, very little in the in the English uh, language. So uh, I think it was the Lord. It was the Lord, you know, gift for me. Yeah. Well, to make a long story short, uh, it's the Bible that my wife uses now. My wife's also bilingual, and and she just rather to use that Bible when whenever we were at church. She said, "Now let me have that. That's my Bible, and uh, it's just a great gift." So you it's found a, this a, Bible in the middle of the street. And it was for my it was for my lady from a female. It was from a, it was it's in the middle of the road. No one's there. It was just placed right there. Like if somebody literally placed it right in the line, the divider lane. Hmm. That is an amazing, amazing story. You hold on to that. You make sure your uh, your wife holds on to that. It, it, I bet she does, man. She 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 fights for it. She's like, hey man, sometimes I said I try to give her hey, here's this all the Bible. We have a few, right? And she's like, No, let me let me get the Bible. We have that blessing to to make a trip to, to the Holy Land just a couple of weeks ago, and she traveled with the Bible. That's the one she had, and we're just happy to have that. And Amazing. I, I said it, I, it's a gift. Uh, great. And, uh, well, I shared that. Great story, Oscar. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. You know, it is, um, it's a powerful thing, your your family Bible. If you don't have one, go out and, you know, get yourself a, a Bible. Find one, you know, some of them cost a little bit nowadays because if you put like the good leather backing on it and the, the cover, it'll last longer. That's why I would encourage you to do that, you know, or just take care of it if you have something like that and write in it. Write special family dates. Write notes of what God is teaching you. Highlight some some different scriptures. If you're used to using a digital Bible now, you know, maybe as you come across a highlight while you're reading your phone, your Bible on your phone, mark it and just go to that Bible that's physical and mark it. Make sure that it's there because that that is something that you will have with you. I've got some Bibles that just have great meaning to me. My uh, parents gave me a couple of Bibles, of course, as a kid. I still have those, except one that somebody stole at camp. You know, I hope that he read the don't steal part, but he can keep it. I forgive him. Um, who stole my Bible. I think I had two Bibles stolen growing up at going to church camp. Uh, but uh, at church camp, you know, they must have had you know youth directors who were tyrants or something and I mean, penalizing them for not bringing their Bible, so they stole somebody else's. But uh, good for them. I hope they got something out of it. Got a couple from my dad. My dad has one that he was given by his family that was from his grandmother who helped raise him, and it's so meaningful to have that. And uh, you know what? If you don't have one, start that tradition now. Your kids, your grandkids, it will matter. And it may be a thing where one day you can't have the digital Bible. One day you may not be able to purchase a print Bible because of the way that the world is going. But you'll have one, your family will have one, and you'll be able to share it with people who want to know who Jesus is. The gates of hell will not prevail over the church. And even though we may have times of persecution, the Word of God is going to live forever. And so you don't have to worry about that part, but be wise and have your Bible. I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few moments with hour two of Southern California Live. I'm Scott Furrow. I'll be back as the Wednesday edition continues.